So if you're a startup, you know, I just learned this too the other day. There's companies going to stealth mode. When they're going to stealth mode, they're just building, right? Uh And some people will invest in early stage stealth mode companies. And some people won't do it unless you have a finished product, but you still need to present your idea. If you have your idea down and it's, and and my recommendation is keep it simple. Mm. The more, and even like when it comes to your marketing, keep it simple. When you do your sales calls, keep it simple. Like the more confusion and, and, and technicalities you start throwing into shit, you start losing people. People are like, I'm out. Like yeah. I, I, I can't process this, right? Yeah. You give them too much to process, you don't have a deal. Billy, you're the founder and CEO of Chrome Leads. You're the host of New World Marketing Order Podcaster. You're an investor. Tons more, man. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, man. No, it's it's pretty crazy. Actually, um, we actually are in chats with Ty Lopez this morning. <laughs> Oh, nice, dude. Uh, with, uh, yeah, dude, we got some cool stuff. And like, so we have our contractor accelerator. That's our program just coming out. We actually decided, hey, let's let's give everyone the whole playbook where you can recruit sales teams, marketing, referrals on automations and, and building your brand and your own network. Uh, we're doing that. Uh, we have our own platform coming out where we're actually having an investor booking system. Nice. We actually just got a list um, through a source of mine. We got about 5,000 investor groups, big, wow. big companies. So we are now looking into doing stuff with startups, with uh, multifamily and, and, and other investors that are in real estate and so we're doing that. We're still doing the contracting, still doing the marketing, man. Like you, you can't get rid of your first flow, bro. You can't get yeah, for so. sure, man. For sure. I, now, I, I know that you have kind of a crazy past. And so we can go as far as you want on it. But like, I'd love to know, like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you, man? Dude, um, well, I grew up, well, I was born far east coast Canada, Newfoundland. Um, okay. When, when you met me when I was nine years old, you probably could barely understand me because it's like broken Irish English. Okay. <laughs> uh, my, my whole family, if you catch them while they're drunk, you ain't going to understand them 100%. That's so, awesome. So anyways, <laughs> moving forward from there, we end up leaving. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. We end up leaving. I got in a little bit. I started getting into trouble because you bring a country kid to the city. Um, I was in the city and I was still living like I was in the country, right? Doing okay. whatever I want and carefree. Next thing you know, I start getting in trouble and then I end up leaving at home at like uh, 13 years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I left home at 13, uh, got into drugs and then I could find all the good drugs. So all my friends wanted me to find it for them. So now I'm selling drugs uh, while living on the streets. And then I end up joining the gang, um, lived that life for probably like five five years strong all my friends dead in jail smoking crack doing heroin um i got out i'm like one of the only people who got out uh i got like two people i talked to from back there um today and everybody else is either you know they either they're doing normal stuff or they're 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 long gone right wow um so from there i left there and i thought you know you thought you had to figure it out going on i was making money i left with a little bit of money i didn't by the end of it i didn't have too much not not what i was used to having i'll say that (laughs) and then uh then i left there and i went and i started working in the oil field right um i spent eight years started at the bottom again now i'm at the bottom in the oil field i was working um 
I don't know, 12, 16 hours a day. My first shift was 97 days straight, one day off and 66 more. So it was my, oh my first gosh. shift. Um, I was 18 years old making 15 bucks an hour. Um, and then they were freaking ripping us on our overtime and shit. So, uh, you know, oil field greasy ass companies. Yeah. So, so whatever, long story short, I end up, um, I worked there for eight years. By the time I left there, I had two journeyman tickets, um, you know, pipe pitting, welding. And then um, I was running crews of 100, 150 guys, ripping gas plants apart, putting in pipelines. I did everything under the sun you could do when it comes to heavy machinery and equipment operating and running big teams. Um, wow. and, and then that place crashed. Uh, you know, you thought, no you, had, you thought you think you got it going on. <laughs> yeah. And then life hits you again. Right. Um, and I had a daughter on the way. So I had a daughter on the way. I wasn't with the mother at the time. We're still not together. We sometimes get along. Sure. Um, you know, I get to see my, I barely get to see my daughter. I wish I could see her more. So um, my, my whole thing is, is, Hey, I'm going to get rich and she's going to be taken care of. That's, that's just how I'm thinking. Sure. When I, when I do see her and she gets a little older, she can spend more time with me. That's, that's just how it's going to be. And there's just nothing I can do about that, but I love her to death. Whenever I do get a chance to be with her, I, I spend it with her, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that being said, oil crashed, and I'm like, man, I gotta figure this thumb out. Yeah. Uh, so I started reading books. I picked up the 10x rule by Grant Cardone. I can't thank the guy enough. Come on. Um, he he changed my life. That book changed my life. And then from there, I read Be Obsessed or Be Average. Then from there, I watched his conference. Then I then I went to his live conference, and I sat in the fucking back. Um, the next, and I was doing uh, selling coaching, uh, high ticket coaching. For one of Russell Brunson's inner circle guys, when I started learning lead generation, built my lead generation camp uh, company, um, and then I started doing websites, all that other stuff. And then from there, like that next year, I went from four rows in the back. I was four rows from the front. I went from a, I went from the back of the stadium to the front of the stadium. Um, I was actually just at his office actually for his 10x stages event. So come on, dude. One of the biggest things I'm learning right now is presentations, speaking. Mm. Um, helping people you know just bring out the best in themselves so you know i'm consulting agencies that work with contractors now i'm the ma uh, main recruitment and cmo for uh, a couple multi-million dollar roofing companies i'm flying down to go and help build more stronger roofing companies just signed on another one literally last week um so now i'm actually like you know instead of selling the marketing packages i'm like getting involved in the business and getting a piece of the pie yeah. While I'm also building this investor system, which is this thing is freaking nuts. This thing is insane. Within days, I'm already talking to some of the biggest CEOs of these other software startups. Um, I got people coming on that want to use the same system, but we can flip it over for contractors for referrals from bigger real estate investors that need contractors to do their commercial properties or their portfolios that they're selling. They need to get those all up to date so we can do that too. Yeah. So, wow. man, that's, yeah, this is fucking crazy. Dude, it is nuts, man. I've actually, <laughs> dude, that's so crazy. I love the speed that you're at, man, and where you're at today compared to where you were, man. You went through some crazy, scary times. Like, what is it that scares you today, though? Oh, um, fuck. I don't know. I, I'm, I don't really live on fear anymore. Yeah. I, I'm, dude, I'm scared. I'm scared I'm not doing enough. Okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. scared. I'm scared. I'm not getting to where I need to be fast enough. I'm like, I listen to fucking, um, 
Andy Frazella with Tim Grover talking about winning the other right. day. I've been running every day. I'm doing the hundred mile, um, hundred mile challenge for June. I'm a little behind, but I've been running every day. I haven't been hitting my numbers, but I'm going to hit my numbers today. I'm running in the morning and the evening. I've been working on the schedule, but I'm listening to them. I'm like, he's talking about fucking Kobe because he coached Kobe. Right. And he's like, he was saying about how he's like, yeah, we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time when he was training Kobe. And he's like, I wish I was wrong. And I was like, dude, like that really hit me because Kobe did it all. But he left a legacy for tens of millions of people. He did yeah. everything he could with with his time, you know. Yeah. And wow. uh, that really hit me, too. I was like, dude, that's so powerful. I watched his story or his recent interview on the Ed Milet show. And same yeah. thing, man, where he was talking about that, man. And that hit me hard, dude. I was like, oh. Yeah, so good, man. Like, while I was running, too. While I was running, too. I yeah. was like, dude, I, I picked up my pace. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, I started, I started like, dude, I started running faster, you know? So yeah, yeah man, it's wild. Now working with so many investors and investment co- companies and stuff like that, for those that are like looking to raise funds for their business, for their podcast or, you know, idea, what's the best route for folks to go to, to really pitch investors? Dude, like fucking DMs, man. Like, really? like, dude, like reach out. Like, what do you yeah. got to lose? Right. You're going you're gonna to reach out to somebody if he's interested, if he has money. Okay. LinkedIn, Instagram. We have systems where we automate this outreach and the content. Okay. So yeah. we get, we get it by volume. Dude, you won't even believe it. I'm going to give you guys a little crazy nugget right now. You won't believe where I'm finding investors. Okay. <laughs> fucking, fucking Cora, man. Cora. Really? The, 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 it's like Reddit sort of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you go like where to look for investors and like there's investors right there commenting that 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 are looking. And if you got something like so if you're a startup, you know, I just learned this too the other day is the company's going to stealth mode. When they're going to stealth mode, they're just building, right? Uh And some people will invest in early stage stealth mode companies. And some people won't do it unless you have a finished product, but you still need to present your idea. If you have your idea down and it's, and, and my recommendation is keep it simple. Mm. The more, and even like when it comes to your marketing, keep it simple. When you do your sales calls, keep it simple. Like the more confusion and, and, and technicalities you start throwing into shit, you start losing people. People are like, I'm out. Like yeah. I, I, I can't process this. Right. Yeah. You give them too much to process. You don't have a deal, man. Oh, it's good, dude. That's awesome, man. You know, and I wanted to ask you too, because I know you're involved in real estate. Talk to me about property Broncos. You know, what is that? And, and where do you see the real estate market? I mean, I'm sure maybe it's different in Canada, but up here where I'm at, dude, it's crazy, man. The, the yeah. rates, the, the prices are high. There's very limited places to yeah. even buy in this area. Like, where do you see the market going, man? So like, I, I'll tell you the truth, man. When I started Property Broncos, the guy I was learning from was a fucking fraud. Really? He's Whoa. going to hit, yo, this guy's going to jail, bro. But I learned and I yeah. learned what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, way, um, I didn't actually start getting back into real estate until this year. Okay. Um, and my my whole goal was to connect people. So my what I'm this is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. My goal right now is is having I have a base of investors that are looking for deals uh-huh. and I have, I'm building a strong investor list for not just for real estate, 
but for startups and for and and also purchasing businesses. This is what I'm going for. Mm. I want to buy businesses, not just real estate. I want to buy businesses that will, you know, maybe they're, you know, they're old business. They're just done running the business. And a new guy like me comes in with a bunch of money and says, hey, we'll buy you out of this thing. Say it's worth like a $10 million business. We'll buy you out this thing. 2.5, got my investor. We can lock in the deal and sign the contract. So, that's my current thing is I'm looking for that. And then we scale it up a bit and sell it with an exit plan. Okay. So that there is a way to leverage if you're an investor to leverage your money, or if you have somebody like me who knows where to find all these other deals, that's one route. Yeah. The next route is we actually have a couple, um, couple grants for ads. And so we're getting seller leads for, for free pretty much wow. so we get them seller leads we, we sign a finder's fee deal i'll find you a deal not a problem i'm getting the leads for free you qualify you close we build a crm you close the deal we get a thousand dollar check two thousand dollar check ten percent twenty percent of the deal whatever we work out on that call yeah startup same thing you got a good product we'll t- but now so this is what's cool is we are building the investor finding systems for people that need the investors so we can charge a deal for that and we can even make a percent on the finder fee we can even also make a deal with the investor that wants to start up and sign a finder's fee and make one deal turn into two wow okay <laughs> that's awesome dude yeah so, so good, dude. yeah it's tri- trippy shit right but yeah. housing Housing market from everybody that I know in the space. Now, I am not the biggest guy in the space. I'm not even nowhere near any of the big guys. Sure. But multifamily, multi, and mobile homes is where it's going. Um, The middle class is being fucking murdered right now. Yeah. So you're either a hustler that's in the lower class trying to be a higher class person and trying to make it with this business <laughs> stuff. Or if you work in a middle class stuff and you just stick into your 40s hours a week and then work and then watching TV after work, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. You're fucked. Inflation's fucking you right now. If you don't have some side hustle, if you don't have both of you and your wife working and you got kids like you, I'm just saying, if it's not in you, you in some trouble. Yeah. Oh man, it is crazy, dude. And you know, for me, I'm waking up at 4 a.m. six days a week, putting time in for my podcast. And I remember. Oh man, yeah, dude. And I and I, you know, this year, 2021, I actually made more online than I have like the previous five years in in just the last few months. And I was like, dude, I'm this year, 2021, I am going to take my podcast. I'm taking my online income to a whole freaking new level, man. And I started changing my mindset, vision wall, all that stuff, man. And it's working it's manifesting, man. And uh, dude, I'll tell you, dude, I'm like in that, I, I don't know if I'm middle class, but I, I, you know, my wife stays home. She works harder than me with being the mom and the kids and running them all over and volunteering at schools and stuff like that. So it's just my income. So I'm like, dude, my one income for my full-time gig, unfortunately that doesn't pay for everything. So I'm like, all right, now it's side hustle time, man. It's time to work my way out of that nine to five, you know? Yeah, dude. And like, and we actually just came across, we got hooked up with like, um, 5,000 groups of big investor companies. Okay. And like, I'm telling you, outside of our system that we were already the well it's built but we were already starting to roll out to other businesses yeah 
um, this here was literally the cherry on top. And we have <laughs> we have some of the best data scraping tools out there. I can literally find I can find anybody's mother if I want online. Right? <laughs> like, awesome, you know what I mean? So when I get the access to this thing and I'm like, hey, I got this from XYZ. And we even have in the list what type of investments they're interested in. Yeah. So I know whether there's some of them that want to invest in like, you know, cosme cosmetics products. Some of them want e-com brands. Some of them want to buy digital agencies. Some of them want to do multifamily or angel investing or private funding or equity or dude and, and lending. Like, so I have all the data I need except for, all of the main contacts names, but I already, not all of them, but I have some in the business, but I don't have all of them, but mm -hmm. dude, I can go and cross-reference that and find that out real easy. But because I know what they're interested in, I can literally write up an email or send them a message um, through their online network saying, Hey, I saw you guys were interested in investing in XYZ. We actually have an opportunity in the area. Would you be open to a call? And I just sparked that conversation. What do you think he's going to say? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course I'm open to a call. I want to invest in that stuff. Totally. Oh, so, man. That's so good. Right? I'm surprised there might be people here that might want to, you know, invest in growing podcasts soon. You never know. Never know, man. Absolutely. I mean, talking about podcasts, you've got your podcast, the new world marketing order, such a great show. I mean, you've had a lot of awesome guests like Mike Young and Zach Babcock, tons more, man. Mm. How much having your podcast helped your business? Dude, honestly, I wouldn't, you know, and I haven't really focused on growing it too much lately because of all the other things we've been doing. Yeah. But what I will say is even with it not growing, we have a lot of great reviews. I think we have like a couple hundred five-star reviews too. That's awesome. Um, which is great. Um, but I need to get back on traction, but I am, I'm getting more of Zach's coming back at the end of the month. We're going to talk about his convicted life podcast. He just. Oh got. yeah, totally. Yeah, no, that's cool. So, um, what it has done, though, is it's gotten people to get to know who I am and listen to a, my my stance on my views and and my personality. Mm. And that there has connected. And some I literally had a guy pay me like 10 grand, like not too long ago. He's like, dude, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, you guys are my kind of people. And he paid me because he listened to what I was doing um because and i wasn't even promoting the thing it was some of my older shows and yeah. it was the fact that he got to know who i was because you you can't really portray as much as you want to portray on your fucking social medias right like totally because as soon as you start saying some stuff it's just a nightmare but you can bring that to your own podcast that's stuff that you can't say you can bring yep. that to podcasts 100 percent and it's been, and I've made, I can't say I haven't made money off it is what I'm trying to say. So right. yeah, totally. <laughs> I've made money and it's not even just about the money. It's connected with me, with people. Yep. So for sure. And I've even had a couple random DMS from some people that have been uh, working on working with me. So, okay, cool. So it's great. Yeah. I love it, man. And, and number one, I'm fascinated with people's stories and, and talk with awesome people like yourself and, but it's opened up so many doors of just deep relationships, man, of not only networking, but like opening doors for other opportunities been blessed to, you know, go yes, to big events and, you know, things like that, man. So I love that side of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, no. And actually I, so I'm actually invited. I'm going to an event here. I got, I think the event, I think the ticket's like 10 K and I got a free ticket because they, people just learn when you, when you do the work and you, and you get the momentum and you do the work and people see you showing up every day, 
Yeah. People fucking see it. Yep. They see it. There's no, there's no not seeing it. People know I'm there every day. And when people know when I'm not posting online, they know I'm working. Yep. Yep. Because I post about working. I show them me doing the work. And the the everyone wants to know the magic bullet. And you know, if anybody anybody wants to know the magic bullet, it's called doing the work. You're getting up at 4 a.m. yourself every yes. day doing yep. the work. But guess what? It's not it, it's it's not a sacrifice, it's an investment to do the work, to do the things that the other people won't do. Yes. Oh man, it's so good, dude. So good. Yeah. what are you most excited about for 2021, man? Dude, I am. I have no idea yet because it's like I, we have so many things that are like I got like thirteen irons in the fire, <laughs> and and one of them is like we have stuff like agencies doing well, growing the roof companies, it's going well. But it's like there's a couple things that like the investor system's doing well, but it's like there's I can feel I can feel the momentum that there's going to be a big surge okay. in, in what we're doing. Yeah. There's going to be, I can feel like there's going to be like, like I said, we were literally on an email call, email, not email call, an email with Ty Lopez this morning. We're, we're looking into getting in with his system to find investors to buy the brands that he's buying. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that could be a major fucking deal. The, you're, you're literally one phone call away from changing your life. Yes. So if you have a bad day, and I'm going to tell you right now, this morning I had, it was shit. I had a whole bunch of reschedules. I, I instead I was like, you know what? Since my time's opened up, I'm gonna go run. So I went running. For, I ran two miles, and I'm gonna go run two more miles tonight. And and then I had a phone call right before this one. Boom! It was a really good phone call. Every other phone call, I had seven other phone calls. Some missed the call. Some rescheduled. Some didn't show. And it was because life happens, right? Yeah. And then you reschedule, and that's why that's what they call follow up. So you do sure. follow. up. But I had a call right before this one. That one was a great call. It's going to pay us probably, you know, five figures every two months. Wow. Right? So, and, and it's somebody I've been talking to for the past four months that decided, hey, man, why don't we do, you mind if we do it like this? Would you give us that discount? I said, yeah, but the, the discount is sort of still a good deal for us, you know? Right. So, <laughs> so, yeah, let's do it if you want to get it rolling, but like, let's get it going like right away. And he's like, okay, let me talk to my team. So, and Boom. that was, that's for our sales team recruitment services. Okay. That's been, that's been one of the biggest things for our agency. Um, hiring an in-house recruiter costs a lot of money. Plus also having to pay for the advertising to get it. Well, right. we have a system that has it. Our costs are low, so we can get you more applicants. So it's a win-win with us. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's awesome. And I know people that charge $5,000 for one sales rep. We just sent one company in the last three weeks, 25 sales reps. Wow, man. So, so think about that. That Some people that would have cost them 125 grand. We did that for a tenth of the price. That's amazing, dude. So <laughs> that's awesome, man. Right? Dude, I wanted to uh, finish off the show with a fun question. I love music, man. So I love to ask the question, like, what type of music do you like? Or what's your favorite band? Oh, dude. Um, I actually used to be a music producer, too. That's how I got into marketing, which I actually just started doing again. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I got the new upgraded Ableton. I just downloaded it like 10 days ago. So it's really cool that you asked. Yeah. So I love music. Uh, music production is the reason why I got into marketing. Um, who's my favorite now 
I have a couple favorites. So okay. I like I like a couple different genres. Obviously, old school Eminem, Dr. Dre. Okay. Okay. Got we'll it. Go there. Um, electronic music. Uh, Dead Mouse was the one who got me into music production. Okay. Yeah. But but then I got a couple also you know rock all time favorites like you know Linkin Park. You know they go back. Yeah. Um, Metallica. You know I love Metallica. Um, like who else is some names? I like I remember being a kid listening to Limp Biscuit break stuff. <laughs> totally, you know? dude. All right. So yeah. like I like, you know, and actually I didn't need I didn't like country music uh, until I listened to a couple songs that are actually just some pretty badass country songs. I never knew there was. I thought it was all about losing all your shit your whole life. <laughs> totally. Uh, <right. laughs> and drinking and your wife cheating on you and your dog's gone and shit. Yeah. Uh, no. So, you know, it was cool. Um, no, I love all like all, all kinds of music. If it's not good, I like more of the raw, rugged, like rough, real yep. music, real music. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like oh. if you listen to a real rapper and you listen to a real rock person and you listen to somebody, even you can even hear it in the difference in like the electronic music of the different, like it's just got that vibe like that. Yep. Yes. I love this. Like yeah. that's, you know, something that resonates, but that also resonates with my personality too, I guess. Right. Oh, dude, for sure. I, I worked for Universal Records like in 2003 to 2004. And uh, I was just I was just a mailroom guy. I just showed up every day. They didn't even pay me. I just showed up every day for six months and like stuff and posters. And they're like, all right, this guy's showing up. We're going to finally start paying him. So I actually got paid and got hired on as they're like, I was tracking sales and I was setting up meet and greets and doing backstage Ooh. events and stuff like that. It was awesome. And it was during the Who's Napster yours? days. Who's yours? Who's your guy? Dude, you know, I, I loved Corn was probably yeah, one corn, of my favorite bands, corn. right? Yeah, Corn too. Yeah. 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 You know, I've seen those guys five times and like Rob Zombie. I've seen that yeah. guy like, you know, a hundred times. I, I mean, I saw Limp Biscuit play with Kid yeah. Rock and Stained on their first tour in a high school auditorium uh, way out in Salem, Oregon. It was crazy, dude. dude. Stained got five songs. They didn't even turn the lights on. They came out, they played their five hardest songs. They walked off stage. <laughs> so I'm actually, yeah, one of the biggest things when I get down to Florida, when I get back, one of the, yeah. one of the things that I'm doing is I'm going to a full packed, sweaty person fucking concert. Yeah. I want to go to, I can't, I, when, before we go, I know we got five minutes. Oh, we're when good. I, before COVID hit, I was going to see one of my favorite, like, heavy bass electronic music artists. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll just go. He comes back every, like, month or two. And he's one of my favorites. And COVID fucking hit. And honestly, it's been on my brain since COVID hit to <laughs> go and find a concert. So when I get back down there, I it's in the books. Like, I'm actively searching. I'm going to go and I'm going to have a freaking night out. I'm gonna yeah. get. I'm gonna be hungover in the morning, I'm, uh, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna enjoy that hangover like it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because yeah. you got you gotta live, man. You gotta live. So many sure. people are scared to live right now, man. And fuck that. I'm living. I did where I'm at. We've kind of been over the last year. We've kind of been like, what the hell is COVID, man? Like nobody wears a mask. Costco's the only liberal store out here, so they made everybody wear a mask up until about three months ago. But that's it. And everyone was like screw that man they tried to put a mask mandate in that lasted like one day and the police were like i'm not doing nothing and then everyone's like yeah screw that man so like you know we've just no one's been wearing a mask or a mat we don't wear a mask i don't believe it like if you want to wear a mask great but i'm not gonna wear a mask man you know yeah. and so it's just one of those things and out here and we've i miss live music though man and like even up here man they started they now open up like live after five which is a concert series out here man cool. i'm super pumped to see the concerts come back through town man it's so good dude dude um where are you at again 
I'm in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, but don't tell people because Californians and Oregon and Washingtonian people are moving out here like crazy, man. And they're I ain't gonna tell I gotta tell nobody. <laughs> I gotta t- I ain't gonna tell nobody that that you don't want to be there, that's for sure. That's right. We we no. call it don't Californicate Idaho, man, because it's yeah. just a, they're coming up here in droves. Dude. I think they're saying that everywhere now. Don't California us, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. And Canada's pretty bad. So um I'm I'm just hoping by the time I come back to get their shit figured out. Yeah. Oh man. Dude, Billy, such an honor to have you on my show, man. Thank you so much for sharing your insights, your story, dude. I think you're an absolute world changer. I'm just like excited to see your success in 2021, man. Thank you again for coming on the show. Dude, not a problem. What's going on? Thank you so much for watching the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, I just wanted to do a quick introduction. If you've not seen my show or you don't know the services that I offer, I wanted to drop them to you right now. One, I do voiceover work. So if you're looking for a voiceover person to cover your motivational videos or maybe it's Kickstarter videos or whatever it is, let me know. I'm more than happy to help you out there. I also work with brands on brand and product videos. So they'll send me their products to do reviews or box openings. Let me know. I'd love to work with you on your product as well and hope you get that product out there. I also love to be able to share my story. So if I can make an impact on one person at your next speaking engagement, let me know. I love to talk about my story. I love to talk about how our past does not define our future and morning routines and being consistent, how to be around those successful people that are just going to lift you up. Let's chat about having me speak at your next event. Let's make it happen. Again, thank you so much for checking out this show. Check out ericallenmedia.com. Really appreciate your time. Have an awesome day.